His mercy is more, and we need that mercy more and more each day uh, in our lives. Well, let's turn to our main reading this morning. We're going to be in the Gospel of Luke and chapter 7, please. Luke chapter 7. I'm going to start from verse 31. Jesus had been speaking about John the Baptist. And uh, Jesus very much loved and appreciated John the Baptist and his ministry. And here Jesus carries on in Luke 7 and verse 31. We read this. Jesus went on to say, to what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other. We played the pipe for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not cry. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine. And you say, he has a demon. The son of man, this is Jesus, the son of man, came eating and drinking. And you say, he is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by all her children. Father God, we pray that you would open your word to us this morning. Lord, that we would see you for who you are we'd see ourselves for who we are and that you may draw us nearer to you Lord that we would love you more and ourselves less Lord so please speak Lord open our hearts our ears our minds Lord we pray Amen Amen. (laughs) but the title this morning is quite a simple one What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. I have to admit, it's not an original title. I didn't think that up myself. (laughs) You may have heard of it before. uh, But I thought it was a good title for the message today. Well, I was on uh, Facebook a little while ago and I looked to see how many friends I've got. And... uh, I was surprised when he said 286 friends. You didn't realise I was so popular, did you? (laughs) Not really. Uh, You know, those friends on Facebook, they're just acquaintances, aren't they, really? You know, they read my odd posts, and I read theirs. Uh, They put on a photo, and I put on a photo, and... uh, But if I'm honest, I find Facebook, if I'm on there too long, shallow and depressing. Especially when everyone's put on their holiday pictures and I'm at home. (laughs) A holiday at home. If I'm honest, I've got very few real friends. Close friends. You know, those who stick closer than a brother, the Bible says. Proverbs 18, 24. You know, those who will always stick with you. 
you know, sometimes friends stick around when everything's going well and you're the flavour of the month, but other times they've had enough of you and they say, nah, friendship's over. I was reading a book uh, just after Christmas. My daughter, Kezia, bought me the book, uh, which I asked for about friendship. And the guy in the book said this, we are rich if we have one genuine friend. I think that's very true, isn't it? If you think about that, we're rich if we have one genuine friend, the friend that sticks closer than a brother. I don't know, maybe, I don't know you this morning, you don't know me, but maybe we're in the same boat. You know, we may not like to admit it, maybe a bit raw and hurts us that we haven't many friends. That we've got a lonely existence. But for our God who loves and befriends his creation. And we see this throughout the Bible, don't we? Adam and Eve, right in the beginning. What a relationship they had with God. At the end of the day, in the cool of the evening, God would come and walk with them in the garden. You know, we can't understand that, can't picture that really in our minds, can we? But God did that. He wanted to spend time with his friends, Adam and Eve. Uh, one character, one of my favourite characters, Job, you know, he had a real love for God. God could say, if you see my servant, Job, you know, God didn't say, if you see my created being, Job, but my servant, Job. You know, there was a relationship there. Well, you could say, well, Clive, that's not much of a relationship if you're a servant. And I'd, I'd agree. But... Look at Job 29 and verse 4. Oh, this is Job speaking. Oh, for the days when I was in my prime. When God's intimate friendship blessed my house. That's wonderful, isn't it? God's intimate friendship blessed my house. That's Job 29 verse 4. It's very similar with Moses and God, wasn't it? Exodus 33, 11. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face. As one speaks to a friend. And what about Jesus himself? You know, why did he care to come down from the, the glories of heaven to, the, to his sin corrupted earth? <clears throat> I believe because he was and he is today the friend of sinners. A friend of sinners. That's our first point this morning. A friend of sinners. <clears throat> of course, the title is a hymn, isn't it? What a friend we have in Jesus. And it goes on to say, all our sins and griefs to bear. Not just some of them, not just a few, but all our sins and griefs to bear. That's wonderful comfort to me today. Yes, it's a hymn, but I believe those words are clear in the Bible as well. That's loving kindness to me today. I don't deserve Jesus to love me, to care for me, to uh, walk with me in this life. It's hope for tomorrow, isn't it? Sunday may be easier to live for Jesus than Monday. But this is hope for tomorrow, isn't it? Well, the Pharisees, they mocked Jesus with these words, didn't they? Ha! 
Jesus is a friend of sinners. You know, they could not and would not understand his words and his ways. What Jesus did repulsed them. In their mind, what is a holy teacher eating and drinking with the scum of the earth? With the tax collectors and the sinners, why is he doing that? Why is he, in their minds, defiling himself? Why is he humiliating himself? Why is he giving God a bad name? And to them, it was totally unbelievable. 100% they would not do what Jesus did. We didn't read it, but in the passage, Luke 7, verse 30, we read about the Pharisees. They rejected God's purpose for themselves. That's disaster, isn't it? You know, I hope there's no one here this morning that's doing that. That's rejecting God's purpose for themselves. Because if you are, that is disaster. I suppose incredibly and unknowingly, the Pharisees spoke the truth with these words that Jesus was a friend of sinners. Because here was Jesus, the the son of the living God, the the holy, the pure, the spotless one, befriending those that the world despised and and rejected. Those who wouldn't be on my Facebook friends list. Those that even many Christians would struggle to draw alongside, even refuse to. Listen to these words of Jesus. Today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Luke 19. Who was Jesus speaking about? Any ideas? Did someone say Zacchaeus? That's right. It was Zacchaeus, wasn't it? The, the guy who climbed the tree to see Jesus. People hated him. He was a tax collector. He took money from them. But here was the despised, rejected Zacchaeus, now a friend of Jesus. Today, salvation has come to this house. I want to say to us and remind us today that we're truly blessed if we know and love Jesus today. As a friend of sinners. Yes, we should make it more personal, a friend of this sinner. A friend of sinners. It's amazing, isn't it? To think that Jesus is a friend of sinners. It goes further than that, which is incredible. Secondly, this morning, Jesus calls us friends. You know, rightly, in a sense, Jesus should have kept his distance, a bit like we've been keeping distance from one another, you know, two metres. You know, Jesus should have kept a much more a distance from us. The pure, spotless Son of God, distant, in a sense, from the wickedly stained sons and daughters of Adam. But no, Jesus didn't do that. He didn't keep distance. He touched the leper. He, he ate with Zacchaeus. 
Jesus sought and he still seeks, doesn't he, followers. People that will say, no, Jesus, I, I want to know you, I want to love you, and I want to follow you all the days of my life. Those who will become his true friends. And when you think of the, the 12 disciples, they were true friends of Jesus, weren't they? And they enjoyed his fellowship. They enjoyed the way he was towards them, the way he loved them and spoke to them and cared for them. But also Jesus wanted that from them as well, that love, that fellowship, that friendship. And you read some incredible words here in John 15 and verse 15. And this is Jesus speaking again. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. That's incredible, isn't it? You know, you need to sort of meditate on a verse like that. We haven't sort of time this morning. But I have called you friends. And what Jesus is saying, as friends, you will get to know God better. Your eyes will be opened by the Holy Spirit to God and, and the things of God. God's heart, God's plan. You'll be welcomed into the confidence of God. That's amazing. Uh, that book I mentioned earlier, the chap says, each of us is as close to God as we choose to be. Again, it's something you need to think about. I think it's true, isn't it? Jesus wants that closeness with you. Yes, on a Sunday, but every day of your life, every day of the week. But we choose, I think, how to be close to God or not. Well, friendship, a true friendship, counts the cost, doesn't it? And pays the price. You know, sacrifice is essential to, a, to genuine friendship and love. If, it's, if it is a true friendship, you will make sacrifices for your friend and they will make a sacrifice for you as well. And back in John 15 and verse 13, we read this. Again, Jesus speaking, Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. When we think of Jesus, he made the greatest sacrifice, didn't he? He could make. It was an act of his will. It was his will to die on the cross for you and for me. He laid down his life for his friends. And the amazing thing is, we weren't friends at that time. We were his enemies. But he laid down his life knowing that we would be his friends. I uh, found another hymn about friendship and it said these words. I found a friend, oh such a friend. He bled, he died to save me. And not alone the gift of life, but his own self he gave me. That's Jesus, isn't it? Friendship thrives on sacrifice. 
I want to encourage you again this morning to keep, to treasure, to grow your friendship with Jesus. And that is really through Christian maturity. Taking time each day to read your Bible, to pray to the Lord, to spend time with him. You know, it's not a friendship if you don't spend any time with Jesus, is it? You know, even a, a human friend, if you don't spend time with them, if you don't see it, want to know how they are, it's no true friendship. But by Christian maturity, by loving obedience, and by not being a friend of the world, we grow in our friendship with Jesus. But the title of him goes on, Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? I want to say, like Jesus, let's be true friends to one another. Let's make sacrifices. I think sadly in churches and in homes, there can be, can't there, that loneliness of song. Where you feel you're all on your own. No one cares for me. No one cares for my situation. And it may not be the truth, but it's easy to feel like that, isn't it, at times? And we all do. There's people longing for a true friend in you and in me. A friend of sinners. Jesus calls us friends. And then lastly and, and briefly, true friends forever. That's great, isn't it? True friends forever. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times. Jesus never, if you like, turns the tap of friendship off. Or he never turns it down. He never says, I've had enough of you and, that, and my friendship with you and I'm bringing it to an end. He never says that. It, we deserve that, but he doesn't say that. He doesn't do that. He never pauses it. He never brings it to an end. We need to remember that. I love the words in John 6, 37, where it speaks about Jesus never casts out. You know, we may have cast out friends from our friendship list or whatever, or from being friends with us, but Jesus never casts out. That's wonderful, isn't it? And he never will for all eternity. True friends forever. That's wonderful, isn't it? Knowing you, Jesus, there's no greater thing, is there, than true friends forever. And I believe today we can delight now in Jesus' eternal friendship because that friendship has begun. That friendship is growing if we're believers in him and it will continue to grow forevermore. What a saviour. What a friend Jesus is. That second hymn on friendship, it finishes with these two lines. From him who loves me now so well, what power my soul can sever. Shall life or death or earth or hell know I am his forever.
It's wonderful, isn't it? Wonderful way to finish a hymn mm. on the friendship of Jesus. So what a friend we have in Jesus. If you don't remember anything else, just want to remember that. What a friend we have in Jesus. He's a friend of sinners like you and sinners like me. And he, call, he cares to call us friends. He brings us into that close union with himself. And we remain true friends forever. Hallelujah. Well, the book I mentioned that uh, sort of guided me in the, this thinking of friendship with Jesus is called Made for Friendship by a chap called Drew Hunter. And, uh, a great book. I really enjoyed it. And uh, some of you may enjoy it as well. But Made for Friendship. Well, we're going to sing our last hymn this morning. And guess what it is? Any ideas? What a friend we have in Jesus. Thank you. Despite for sale.